talk to you all about, again, how I started podcasting and at what age. I was in my early 50s, 2020, December of 2020, during lockdown pandemic from two years ago. A lot of people want to know, though, do you use a script when you're getting ready to talk on the air? Because you think, okay, if you're talking over a radio, which isn't since... It's kind of like a radio. Yes, you're kind of talking to the world and you're telling people, you know, about your life story and your experiences and just topics in general. Do I use a script? No, I don't use a script. If I use a script, it's a mental script in my head. The reason being, if I was promoting a product or doing a public service announcement or, or someone was interviewing me, I would probably use a script to make it more believable. But if I'm just talking to you in general about my life, about things that are going on, about many different things, then no. I use a mental script and then I have an idea of what I'm going to say. And I practice sometimes the night before. If I have an idea, I'll make it, I want to talk about this topic or I want to talk about this. Maybe it's current events or maybe it's just something that needs to be addressed. Look, all of you out there can aspire to be whatever it is you want to be. But the key is don't give up your dreams for someone else. Don't give up the idea of, well, you know, I talked with my family about this and I told them this is where I want to go in my life and they laughed at me. Okay, fine. You know what? They don't know your full potential. Only you know your full potential and you know what your skills and capability are. See, I've told my family about these podcasts. And of course, one of my sisters has her snide remarks. She gets sarcastic. I'm like, look, I'm helping somebody out there. I'm helping a group of people from all over the world and letting them know they're not alone because we all go through daily life. We're all going through it now. It's always a struggle. I'm looking at everything now from current events, listening to, oh, the gas prices are very high and food is expensive and just the cost of living. But you want to know something? This helps me. On the weekends, I do this on the side and I feel like I'm accomplishing and helping everybody out there who wants to make their dreams come true. It's not easy, you know? Everybody seems to think that it's just easy to go into the world of podcasting. Well, let me put it to you this way. It wasn't easy for me in the beginning. I said to myself, I don't know if this is going to take off. You know, I don't think anybody's going to listen. But guess what? Three years later, my audience is growing. And I think it's helped by word of mouth. Because word of mouth tells me that if you let people know, hey, look, I have a podcast. It's on this platform. But you can listen to it here on Spotify and Google and whatever other platform is out there. Word of mouth helps. And then one person likes it and shares it. And then before you know it, you have an audience of people from one part of the world or many parts of the world that like it and want to know more. In the past, I've had people leave me messages. They said, oh, you've done so much. You've helped us. I talk about everything and anything. I deal with topics that that humans deal with on a daily basis. And a lot of people say, well, you talk more about death. And I'm like, because I've been surrounded by death. And the thing about that is when you lose someone, you lose a part of yourself. I've said that many times, and you say, well, what do you mean? When I lost both my mother and father, I lost a part of me. I felt like my identity was lost because I wasn't no longer their daughter. But my parents live within me in my heart. They're alive in my heart. And wherever I go and wherever I seem to do or wherever I'm going to be at, 
I know that they're following me and I know that they're proud of me. It's the idea that they're not here that still bothers me. You know, you're living in a house that you grew up in and there used to be life in this house. I remember hearing my mother and father and, and, and all the people would come over like on the holidays and neighbors and it was just a full house. And now it's like no more entertaining. I come home from work, I come home to an empty house. I go to sleep at night, it, there's no noise but me and my cat. <laughs> and it makes it easier for me because having an animal actually does help. It kind of makes the sounds not so bad, but I still feel a loss. On the weekends, I this is what I do. I talk to all of you because I feel like you are listening to me wherever you are in this part of the world, you know, because everybody is in a different time zone. I'm reaching out to you to just kind of give you an idea of how I started. I started late in life. You know, I didn't know anything about podcasting. And again, back in the day, podcasts didn't exist. And if they did exist, they weren't on the technological platforms that they are now. They were done differently. If you look back at a decade and you think, boy, times have changed. You know, everything has changed. I go back to the times that I grew up because it was a simpler, peaceful time. Now there's chaos. And every time you turn on the news, that's what you hear, chaos. You don't hear anything positive anymore. It's always something deadly, something serious, something sad. I used to think when I was a little girl that we would have a peaceful world, that we could also co-mingle and get along with each other. And another thing I don't like, and I noticed it too back in 2020, cancel culture. What is that all about? Now, I don't want to draw up any controversy, but there are a lot of people in maybe this part of the world, I'm sorry, in this part of the world, and I'm sure in other parts of the world that, oh, the things that we've learned through history has to be changed. In other words, we have to go back 100 years to rewrite history. Why? Just move on and look for a brighter world, a better world, a peaceful world, a world where we can all coexist together. Instead of going back to a time where, oh, well, this shouldn't have been done and this shouldn't have happened. It happened, it was done, move on, and let's just get on with life. Cancel culture. You can't say this, you can't say that. You're going to offend this person. You know, after a while, you say to yourself, why can't we all get along? Why can't we get along in this world? So I appease to audiences from all over the world, and I have certain countries that I'm trying to put my message across. And I'm hoping they know who they are, because I do have a lot of people that I've connected through LinkedIn in the past three years, where that's where they come from. If I can promote this country with a positive note and let others know, hey, look, it's not so bad. And what you read and what you see is not as how it's portrayed. You think, oh my God, everyone's like this if they come from this part of the world or if they come from this part of the world. I mean, every part of the world, even here, there's some bad apples. But you can't condemn the whole area and make a statement like, you know, well, we don't trust those people because those people are bad. That's horrible to say that, you know, to condemn a group of people. I like to think that we can all get along and we can all come together as one. Make an alliance and, and, and we can come together as one country, not separate from the world. And not everybody is bad. Everybody seems to think that if you're from this part of the world, you're bad, you're evil. Let's give an example, the Middle East. There's a lot of wars going on in the Middle East. When certain parts of the Middle East are fighting with one another and then America steps in, 
that's when it becomes dangerous. And you think to yourself, well, why is America helping countries that really don't need their help? Why are you doing that? Well, because there are people there. We have we send soldiers over there whenever there's a war and we want to help them. Yes, but then what happens is you go over there and you do what you have to do and then they come out and they retaliate. Look what happened on 9-11. You tell me if that was necessary. I'm not saying that, and I feel bad for the people that were hurt, you know, those people on the plane and the World Trade Center. And they said, well, do you remember that time? I said, well, I was working at a job uh, working for a nutraceutical company and I was there for my second year that I was there and they said oh did you hear a plane flew into the World Trade Center a big commercial jet and I thought to myself no how's that possible because you think a commercial jet would have had to seen that tall building I remember the World Trade Center it was it looked like the number 11 that's what it looked like two big buildings two tall buildings that looked like the number 11 and it was a beautiful sight to see. But when that plane crashed, and those people must have been terrified, you look over outside the window, you see a big commercial jet coming at you. That was terrifying in and of itself. And you say to yourself, oh my God, how many people worked in that building? Thousands of people. And from all over the world, from all over the world, their lives got taken. And you ask yourself, why is there so much wars going on in the world? Why are there's conflict between countries? You know, again, and I and I think my, my mother had brought this up too. She didn't like Turkey. Turkey and Greece never got along with each other. They were constant fighting. I'm like, but why? Because Turkey took some of the land that belonged to Greece and made it their own. And ever since that time, she doesn't like anybody from Turkey. She doesn't want anything to do with Turkey. She had her beliefs. We were talking about that. Me and my sister were talking about that last night when I was driving home. I wanted to ask her, why, why is there such animosity? But then again, you think, okay, it's not just those two countries. There's certain countries all over the world that just are at war with each other. After all these years, and you think to yourself, why? Why is that? It's the same thing with Pakistan and India. They don't like each other. But they're close together. But they don't like each other. And you're like, is there a standing war going on that we don't know about? You know, it's kind of like that. And you think to yourself, and then there are other parts of the world that are as one continent, but there are certain areas in that continent that cannot stand a certain group of people. And I'm like, I'm shocked to hear that. So in other words, you cannot get along. You cannot make peace with each other. You think of the future generations of children, you need to say to yourself, you want them to grow up in a world that's peaceful. There's no violence. Everybody gets along. Everybody's accepted. And I'm thinking, will that ever happen? Because every generation before that, and they always taught this in school, they always said to us, you're going to be the generation that's going to lead this country into peace and, 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 and you're going to, it's, it's going to grow and all this other stuff. We were made to believe that when we were in high school. This is the, the class that we're looking at. You're the ones who are going to lead us. How many times have I heard that prior? And you think to yourself, now every generation is different. So every generation now going forward will be the next grouping that will make this country whole again. You know, there will be no violence, no crime. Everybody will get along with each other as it should. And I was growing up in a decade where I thought to myself, yeah, we're going to have a peaceful coexistence. But no, it's not the case. Because everybody attacks everybody about the color of their skin, their nationality, their background, where they're from. Does that really matter? I have friends from all over the world, and that's the least 
that's the least thing that I that bothers me about them. The one thing I don't like is when someone tries to be quote or is a racist. But then I look at you and I think you don't care about anybody but yourself. You have something against someone because of where they come from and who they are. Shame on you. How were you taught? Well, we were taught to respect everyone, to love everyone, to get along with everyone. But there are racists out there. And if you go to a certain part of the world, people look at you funny. I'm like, did I say something or do something to offend you? Again, I grew up in an area where I myself was different. And I always say to all of you, I never had the opportunity and I'm still trying to understand why people over here don't like me. I still get questioned by my name. I still get attacked. I still get looked at funny after all these years. I'm like, what is going on here? And I'm sick and tired of having to explain why I'm different. I don't see a problem in being different and I don't see any problem in being me. I always say to all of you, learn to appreciate you. Learn to appreciate where you come from, your heritage, your background. Don't be ashamed. Be proud. Stand tall and look people in the eye and say, hey, look, I am proud of who I am. Can I say the same thing about you? I will defend my parents. No, they're no longer here because I was born to foreign-born parents. And the fact that I have a foreign-born name, that's what people don't understand. People seem to think, that I don't speak a word of English because they can't even pronounce my name at all. My name is foreign to them, but I was born here. Now, the expression on their face when they find out I could speak a word of English, shock. See, I've relished the fact that we can live in a world where it's a melting pot. And I advise if any of you from another part of the world ever want to come into America and go into New York City, the first place I think you should go to is the United Nations. You're going to see every flag from every country around that building. That's what makes it beautiful. It's not just one flag. It's many flags from all over the place. The first time I went to the United Nations building, I found it to be exciting. I found it to be a, a history lesson. You know, and, I, and again, I've been to certain parts of New York because New York is a place where people come from all over the world. You know, there's so much to do. It's a city that never sleeps. Now, a lot of people also go to California because of Hollywood and, and Grauman's Chinese Theater and the Hollywood Walk of Fame and all of that. Yeah, it's wonderful. That's great. It's not like New York, though. But I encourage all of you from overseas to come to this beautiful land. You're going to see that there's a lot to do and there's a lot of opportunity. And the landscape is different here than where you're at. And I think of now, I think of one area where the healthcare has to be improved. And it still bothers me to this day that when you have an illness, young women, men, senior citizens, children can't get that vital, vital medication, that medicine to make them better. They get turned away from doctors because doctors, again, have only one thing on their mind, how much money we can get out of this family. How dare you put a price on a family's head. How dare you? Do you see the difference? Now, again, if you go to Canada, Canada has free health care. But the bad thing about that is if you have an operation that's dire and needs a critical surgery operation, you can't get it from there. You have to come back down into the United States because that's when they'll do it. 
See, that's why I said, why can't here, why can't in America we have free health care? But then that wouldn't be fair, right? But Canada has it. So if Canada offers it to its citizens, why can't they do it here? Oh, because of the, the excuses that there's so many people. <laughs> okay, there's so many people. But there are a lot of people that can't afford it, period. If you're lucky enough and you have a job, you get it through your, through your company. But there are people that don't have a job and rely on it, rely on, on these services from the government and, and you know, the, the Health Act, and, which I'm sorry to say, when before I got this job and I tried to get health insurance on my own, I couldn't afford it. It was too expensive. It was not affordable. You know, the Health Care Affordable Act was not affordable. It's expensive. They go through tears. And I'm thinking, I can't do this. So I'm lucky enough to have it through my company, okay? And I've had to use it a few times. The things that I have to tell you all in this is that going back to this whole podcast, see how I jump around episodes? See how I jump around when I talk about things? Things that either I've been impacted by or things that I think all of you should know. And there are many topics out there. And you ask me, where do you come up with this? You know, it's weird that you say that. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning before I get ready for work, I talk about what I think I'm going to say in my next episode. I kind of have the mental script as if I'm talking to you already. And then if I remember it or if I write it down, I can say, okay, today's episode will be about this topic. Now, I want all of you to give me suggestions. And I try to make it easier. And that's not always serious. But there are some things that I want to talk about. Some of them are controversial. But you know what? If we don't talk about them, the problem will never get resolved. We can't just sweep everything under the rug and pretend like it's never going to, it's it's always going to be like this. There's so many topics I want to touch on, you know, race, background, nationality, bullying, suicide, depression, loneliness, heartbreak, uh, but then the, the lighter side, you know, uh, just comedy. We can talk about TV. We can talk about... Um, your childhood. We can talk about many different things. There are many topics out there. Now, if you look at YouTube, there are some people that have put their podcasts on YouTube and they just talk about various things. What I'm trying to do is get on somebody's podcast as a guest so that I can prepare, so that I can say, okay, I was on the show and I was able to talk about this because they asked me questions. The only thing I will not, I will ask if I ever get invited to do a podcast, I'm not going to talk about my private life. And there's other things I want to talk about. Paparazzi, reporters, TV personalities, or just people in general that can't have a private life. You know why? Because they're in the spotlight. But they're people for crying out loud. See, I want to get into that. I think that that's important. As my father once put it, again, when he worked in a nightclub, he wasn't ever faced by celebrities. They're people doing a job. They're people bringing home uh, 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 money to support their families, to put food in their children's stomach, to give them an education, a good life. And again, not a lot of celebrities live in mansions. Some do that, and I think that's a waste. I think that if you make your first whatever, whatever amount of money you make, invest it, put it aside, save it for a rainy day. But see, the mentality of some, and I think you've seen some celebrities, they take all this money because it goes to their head, and they get this extravagant stuff that they don't need. Too many vehicles and all the homes and go on these fancy little trips. I'm thinking to myself, that money that you wasted away, you could use that to, to save to build for your family if, if, you're, if, you, if you're married, to, you know, to 
just have it for an emergency because you just never know. You know, you think about how people can, many ways you can save your money. See me, I'm trying to get out of credit card debt. And every time I think I'm getting closer to getting out of it, I end up using it again. Because again, it's difficult. In the times that we're living in, food prices are high, uh, gas is expensive. A lot of people now are going to say, oh, we're going to go to electric vehicles. There are pros and cons in, or in, in obtaining an electric vehicle. And my thinking is, what happens if, say, because um, like for me, it would probably make sense to have an electric vehicle, but I would have to have a charger put in, on my own charging station. Now, is that going to waste money or is that going to save me money? I don't know. The thing is, do I want to have to always go home and charge my vehicle but the way I charge my phone? It's inconvenient. Now I think, okay, why don't you get a hybrid? A hybrid runs on electric and gas. I said, yes and no. Then what happens when it gets really cold? Now I heard that electric cars don't do well in the wintertime when it's really cold. So see, there you go. You think to yourself, I think it's better to just have the car that I have now for now is up there in age and I'm trying to save money to get a new one or used one certified but again it's it's gonna be a little bit hopefully this car will last I don't know for now it's okay but nowadays cars can last up to what 10 20 years I've seen people have their cars for a lot longer and go up to like 200,000 miles mine's in the 110,000 something miles for, for an 11-year-old car, that's pretty good, you know? But you say to yourself, wow, that's like amazing. As far as the electric cars, I have my stance on that. And then, I'm sorry, I like Elon Musk, but I don't like the Tesla. The Teslas are ugly, I'm sorry. Well, the, the basic model Tesla looks like a giant bubble, like a giant spaceship driving down the street. It's my opinion. I mean, yes. He's a billionaire and he's and he's done so many creative things, but Tesla, his car should be a little bit more, what's the word I want to use? Appealing, you know, and I've seen so many of them on the road and, and I have seen nicer ones, but they're very expensive. Who can afford to get that? You gotta think about people. Now I say to all of you, if you have a car and it's still in running condition, don't go out and spend your money. If the car is still running, keep it until it dies. In my family, that's what we do. We keep cars to a certain number of years and then they just die on us. Then we know now we're gonna save up our money, we're gonna get the car that we want. And the car that I want, it's not even a car, it's more of a little truck. It's a little mini SUV. I'm looking at a Lexus, the smaller model Lexus, because Consumer Reports says they have no problems. You gotta find a car too, it's another thing. When you're out looking for a vehicle, Always go to sources, ask people, you know, don't assume that, oh, this car, because I always go like on the dealer's website, but I also go to Consumer Reports and they will tell you what's the top rated SUVs and sedans and cars that people have no problems with mechanically. And then there are ones that you need to avoid. The other, the other little truck that I like, and I see a lot of them, but they're very expensive, especially a used one, is the Range Rover Sport. The Range Rover Sport is very cute, but it's, again, maintenance. I mean, yes, you can take very good care of your vehicles, but at some point down the line, they're going to need some type of service or they're just going to break down altogether. I've had my experience and it hasn't been pleasant. But I will get into it. I like talking about cars. I'm a big car buff. <laughs> you mean, I can talk about cars. I can talk about, you know, electronics. I could talk about anything and anything that you want. But to getting back to the whole podcasting thing, 
Anybody could do it. I'd advise all of you to go out and do what you want to do. Don't let somebody influence you otherwise, and don't let someone tell you that you can't, because you can. Anything is possible in this day and age. Go out there and just work at it really, really hard, and if you make mistakes along the way, that's okay. That's a part of learning. I'm constantly learning. I'm learning to find new ways to broaden my horizons. I'm thinking of taking some some additional courses on how I can be a better podcaster and, and taking this to the next step, video, because I want all of you to see my face at some point. But I also am trying to do other things. I want to get out there in the spotlight, maybe do some commercials and, and make myself well-known. That's what I'm trying to do. So I'm not going to give up, but the key is don't you all give up. Don't give up. Be yourselves. If you have the drive and determination, you will succeed. Success. That's what I call it, success. You know, success to seed. Success success to thrive, to aspire, to achieve. It's fundamental. It's very fundamental. And I believe that all of you can do it because I have faith in all of you. God bless all of you. Take care. Thank you.